Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you ready to move your toddler twins from a crib to a bed? How do you know if they're developmentally ready? And how can you make this transition safely and keep your own sanity in the process? Well, today we're talking with twin parents about how to successfully make that transition from a crib to a bed. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Well, welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. And uh, I'm going to turn this over to Sunny, who's going to talk about our virtual panelist program. Okay, so if you guys aren't in our studio here today, but you want to participate in the conversation, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And before we record the episodes, I usually post some questions out there trying to get you guys involved in the conversation, get your input on the various topics that we're exploring. Um, I'll be tweeting some stuff out as we go along with today's uh, topic and um, even afterwards. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and follow the hashtag TwinTalksVP in order to find the conversation. All right. Well, before we jump in, let's introduce ourselves. Um, I'll start out. I'm your host. um, And I've got see identical twin girls who are five years old and I also have a singleton who is uh, two and a half so we're we're a girl household (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna turn this over to Garrett in our studio today yeah my name is Garrett Massey I have three kids uh, a single she just turned four and then I have a the twin the fraternal twins and they just turned two Wow. All girls. All girls, yeah. too. Yep. Gosh, We're a girl family, girls too. in this room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, Shelly on the phone. Hi, I'm Shelly. I have identical twin boys who will be three in July. Oh, my goodness. And I have a single twin girl who is eight months. Woo! So a little, nice. you know, a little balance there. <laughs> okay, and I have a little bit more balance for you guys. Yeah. So um, I have uh, two singleton boys, um, almost five, and a boy that just turned three. And then I have identical twin girls who are about 18 months old. You win. Yeah, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> What's my prize? Come on. <laughs> 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so before we get started today, we have an app that we're going to talk about. I found this on iTunes. I thought it was kind of cute, and it had a lot to do with trying to get your kids to stay in bed, so I thought it was appropriate for today. It's called Sleeposaurus Dinosaur Sleep Trainer for Kids. Okay, I know it's kind of a mouthful, but here's the idea. They can choose between these little dinosaurs, okay, and when they find, there's like seven different dinosaurs they can choose from, and they're really cute, cute little backgrounds and stuff like that, and when they find a dinosaur they like, you you basically pull down this sack, and all this like sleep stuff falls on them, okay, and the dinosaur falls asleep. They're like pixie dust. It's like pixie dust, right? And um, I had the sound turned off. But let me see if I can put it up there. You can hear some of the music. And uh, on the previous screen, when you're selecting your dinosaur, you can they actually roar and do some cool stuff like that. So the idea is, is that your child sleeps along with the dinosaur. Now, there's no clock involved in this as far as, like, actual numbers or anything like that. It's all about, like, the visual of it being nighttime or the visual of it being daytime. So parents can come in and set whatever time that they want their, their child to wake up. And this, the screen will change from right now. It looks like it's nighttime right and your dinosaur sleeping and it will naturally wake up the child and you can decide if you want it to wake up with music or how you want that basically to happen um it can be a nightlight at night too there's a different function for that obviously the more power you use <laughs> the faster your yeah. your device is going to go out so they do recommend you plug it in and also turn it on airplane mode so if you do get a call or something like that it's not going to wake your child up right it does not need the internet though in order to work so once right. it's on your phone even if you're in a you know a bad reception area it doesn't matter well you know I, you, you, I think i have an idea okay, okay. so so what do you do with your old phones? So if you have an old iPhone, you just upgrade, right? Shelly, didn't, didn't, don't you use your old phones for something, too? Don't you let your kids play with the apps? Yeah, we used to. Um, we had old phones, and we used them for the boys for, um, for music. And actually, I just upgraded my iPad. I needed a newer one for school. And my old iPad was worth, they told me it was only worth $20 or something. So I kept what? it. Because I'm not going to sell an iPad for 20 bucks. So I actually have an iPad in my boys' room right now. We use it. Um, it plays their bedtime playlist at night. There's like a little list of songs that they like to listen to. So I was just looking through this, and it seems like it will be pretty cool. They do love dinosaurs. We have a clock that does this, though. It turns green when it's time to get up in the morning. So the concept works really well. Um, I wish I had seen this app. It's cheaper than the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have that same clock, Shelly, in yeah. my boys' yeah. rooms, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> But it seems to work. You guys are so high tech. I, <laughs> I just have a little sound machine that shoots the light up on the ceiling. Oh, okay. It yeah, kind of yeah. like goes around. There's little animals on there. Yeah. But. Is that more for when they're going to sleep, though? That kind of soothes them? We did use that sleep. when they were going to sleep, but they, um, they're climbers, so they would get out of the bed and then climb up onto the changing table <laughs> and get into the shelves. So we ended up actually 
turning off the light and just having the sound. Oh, oh no. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. But I do like that app. It looks yeah. Cool. yeah, it looks kind of cool. But, you know, and I, and I can relate, too, because I think, you know, I mean, it, if, if they're under three, let's just say, there's still that kind of, you know, not lack of understanding of, okay, is it daytime? Is it nighttime? Right. Especially when we come into the summer months. Right. And you have that earlier sunshine. It's, you know, it could be 545 in the morning and the sun's coming up and what? Oh, it's wake up. It's playtime, right. Right? right? You know, but wait, no, no, no. Is the light green? Right. <laughs> so no, I, I, I can say, I, I like that idea that, you know, you have some kind of visual reference that it's either it's still sleep time or if it's playtime, regardless of how much light we have coming in the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's a dollar ninety. I didn't mention that. So when Shelly was talking about pricing, yeah, that's usually a lot. I think I paid like almost 40 bucks for my little clock. Um, But the concept still works. So one thing that I wish that it had, and actually maybe I just don't know my iPhone that well. Um, I know with the old iPods, you could like lock the screen. So you know what I mean? So so you couldn't, no matter what button you hit, it wouldn't move from that. Does anyone know if you can do that with iPhone? Yeah, you can. You can do it, Shelly? Um, so it's in the it's in the accessibility. Okay. If you go into, I think it's under general accessibility. Okay. Yeah, and then there's something called guided access. Okay. And so guided access will lock the the iPad or the iPhone in a single app, and you set it up with a passcode, um, and you could do time limits too. Um, the nice thing though is that when you set it up with the lock it in the app, you can also turn off the screen. So they can't even touch any buttons on the screen. So like with my boys, I'll lock it in an app for them to play. But if I if I want to use my iPad to show a movie or um, like a TV show, I can just turn the whole screen capability off and then it's just like a TV. They can't touch it or do anything with it. Oh, that is so smart. I'm so glad you said that because I, I, I was thinking, you know, I think my boys would try to play with it and then try to get on other games and stuff like that on the phone. But if you lock it, then they can't do that, right? Then all they see is a sleeping yep. dinosaur. They'd have to know the passcode. Awesome. So, yeah, it works really well. Well, great. Yeah. So um, what, what do we think? Thumbs up for, for the app? Would you guys sure. use it? Think I'll you try. give it a try? Yeah. Shelly, thumbs up? Yeah, worth trying for sure. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Awesome. Okay, well, today we're continuing our series on twin transitions by exploring the often difficult task of moving your twins from a crib to a bed. So our experts are twin parents who have tackled this challenge and have survived. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everyone. So how old were your twins when you first even you know considered and thought about changing from a crib to a bed? So uh, Garrett. So for us, um, the twins, they were going to be turning two in three weeks mm-hmm. so they um we have one that's a climber and one that's not and she was climbing out and getting out of the crib and successfully and then uh we were thinking do we change it do we not and um and the other one the what the straw that broke the camel's back was literally 
the other one fell out of the crib trying to do <laughs> oh, what the other no. one was doing so easily. And then uh, we said, okay, well, we have to change this. Yeah. And so, um, so that's what actually prompted it. We probably would have just left it uh, if she didn't try to fall out. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think usually it, I think it is pretty common. There, There is a certain event that sort of triggers that thought. You're like, okay, we really have to make some kind of change. Yeah. That was it. Her falling. How about you, Shelly? Yeah, so my boys are crazy crackers, um, but they, didn't, they, they weren't very tall, and our cribs were pretty low down, so they hadn't figured out how to climb fully out of the crib. But I'm I'm not very tall, and I was pregnant, um, and so my boys were about 19 months, and I thought, gosh, if they, the, wor- the last thing I want to do is have them figure out how to climb out and then be doing the toddler bed transition nine months pregnant or when the baby comes home or something, so... Um, we figured we would kind of try to preempt it by doing the transition earlier. Um, and then it made it way easier on me because it was so hard to pick up these 27 pound toddlers out of their crib in the morning. So, um, it was really kind of just logistical for us. Yeah. 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 For me, um, haven't had to do it with my twins yet. They're 18 months. Um, and they have made no attempt, no attempt really? whatsoever to get out. I mean, the, the cribs are all the way down, like the lowest, you know, mm-hmm. the level, the lowest level you can make it. Um, in the past, I have had to do that with my singleton boys. Um, my, fi- my now five-year-old was um, about 18 months when he started to climb out of his crib. And he was like what you guys are describing, like a complete climber, like <laughs> monkey stuff. Status, right? And so he, um, well, what I was nervous about with that is that we were living in a different house and the nursery um, was kind of jam packed with stuff. It was kind of a combination nursery and guest bedroom. So the crib was pretty close to a bed. And um, I was nervous, like it, it wouldn't take much at all for him to bonk his head on something else. And um, he just didn't have much room to get out if he fell out. So a couple times with him trying to get out, we just said, okay, you know, and, and we had a bed that kind of converted into different ways. I know we'll probably talk about that later. Um, and so we just kind of moved to the second stage with that. And then with my my second son, it was more of the twins are coming. I need your crib. Yeah. <laughs> so you're being you're evicted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Oh, I know. You know, now for me, it's interesting. I guess, um, you know, we we had the event of sort of the, the, the thud, you know, a couple times we're like, you know, and we're like, hear this thud and we're like, panicking like rushing down the hallway into the room like <laughs> you know what's happened and you know I mean, we got carpet but still and 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 my girls are actually pretty unfazed <laughs> so so they were they were climbing at a very early age and um i have to say i think we actually made the transition pretty early on they were just barely over a year old and so I think both of them were pretty skilled at climbing up, wow. you know, over and beyond. And so when they, when, I think when we had, you know, two climb overs and then a couple thuds, we're like, okay, yeah, I think this is the time. I mean, and I realize, you know, for most parents, it does happen a little bit yeah. later, but we're just like, well, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know like kind of the next step is, well, do you either, you know, l- you know, open it up to them or do you try to contain them further? And so so we just felt like, OK, that next step is I think we just need to make it more accessible. So, um, you know, and, and I think a lot of us are here, to, you know, concerned with safety. I mean, that's kind of <laughs> the yeah. big thing. If they're climbing, then something's got to happen. Um, did you have any other concerns about, you know, either you know, climbing out or wandering or, you know, what were your, your main concerns? Yeah, my, my kids are pretty attached to their blankets. And so when one would be starting to fall asleep, my concern was that the other one would go and bug her 
take the blanket <laughs> and uh, that concern was realized most times when we first switched them they one would be asleep the other one would go take the blanket then they'd wake up and Lila's sleeping on my blanket <laughs> and uh, and then they would be crying and then uh, they, they also around the same time learned how to open the doors so they oh would get out of the bed and then come to the door open the door and then be coming out into the living room or when it was time to be sleeping yeah. during nap or during nighttime. So uh, that was that was another concern is that they just wouldn't be going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Some more, <laughs> maybe just kind of the, the management aspect yeah. of it. How about you, Shelly? And so, and they're climbers, so we we were worried about what would happen. And, and yeah, I mean, it was, they, they did get into everything. I mean, we had to take all of their toys out of their room. We had to put latches on their drawers because they were using the drawers as steps to climb up onto their dresser. Um, they would climb into bed with each other, but then the cribs weren't big enough for two toddlers in one crib. So then one would fall out and get mad. And then, or they would climb into the wrong bed, like Grayson would climb into Sawyer's bed and Sawyer would scream because Grayson wouldn't get out of his bed. So... Um, yeah, pretty much anything that could have could have gone wrong with two very young toddlers on their own in a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. I know. I, I one of my concerns was just that okay, if if we're gonna open up their room, and yeah, I mean they would climb up on dressers, and then you know we're in a two story house, and even though they could go up and down the stairs. Um, you know, since it was pretty early, I, my thought was, well, okay, they're they're not totally steady. So I thought, okay, you know, I had this vision, like, okay, what if they wake up at, you know, six in the morning, and they're playing and they, you know, fall down the stairs and right. wandering around. <laughs> you know, for me, um, I don't know if I was worried about this before, but a big change that happened, um, I can say with my boys, is that once they got out of crib status, then they were, obviously they were more mobile, they could get out, but it changed our bedtime routine drastically um, because I had to like stay in there with them longer and and I'm still basically doing this. So once we made that transition, they just became more attached to us and instead of being able to read them a nighttime story and do a little routine and then, oh, now I'm going to put you in your crib and you're going to go night-night, which I can do with my girls, super easy, and they'll go right down and go to sleep. Suddenly when they're, you know, able to get in and out, it's more of just mom being in there until they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's taken, you know, if you, if you think about nap time you know if you have what we have one nap right now for my three-year-old so during nap time and then at night you know that's two times that I'm laying down each day to help them go to sleep you know Mm -hmm. so I think the biggest change was really more for me (laughs) really than for them because it was so much more involved yeah yeah Yeah. kind of the 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 minding and watching and you know just keeping them and I and I think that's a pretty common you know challenge that every parent has is just you know, teaching them that level of self-control to, okay, stay in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> and this is your bed. This is where you sleep. And even though you can get out of it on your own, you know, how do you stay in there? I know we, we earlier we reviewed the um, the Sleeposaurus yeah. app, which I think is a great thing. And, and th- you know, and I think it'd be a great tool, um, you know, especially at this, you know, sort of toddler age. They can't read clocks. They don't know what's right. day, night, you know, if you, especially if, you know, you're closing the drapes and making it dark and, um, you know, and using that to say, okay, here's, you know, we're, we're telling you it's time to stay in bed. Um, so I, I know that was kind of our, our biggest 
challenge is just, you know, how long is it going to take to for them to learn stay in bed and don't wander around. Yeah, those first two weeks are really hard because they just get out and they get into everything and it's like newfound freedom and they're just wild and then they're running around and uh, nap time was just especially hard because they would get out <laughs> and uh, for us it was just about being consistent. So mm-hmm. nap time, we, we go in, we do the story, we sing the song, we lay them down and then we leave and then they would get out and so we would give them some time to kind of try to get it out of their system, go in, it's nap time put them in the bed, back in the crib, bed. And uh, they would still get out in that first week. They would get out and they would get into everything. We would <laughs> also have to take away things. We took away their chairs, took away yeah. toys. Um, and then eventually you give them a little bit more time, a little bit more time, and they just start to learn. Like, And um, so now we're finally at a stage where they're just, you know, we put them in and they kind of will go down just pretty easily. So awesome. I guess we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pretty much lost naps. Um, when we did the the toddler bed transition. So um, it was hard because I am a teacher during the school year um, and my husband works at night. And then during the summer, though, he goes on the day shift. So I kind of turned into a stay-at-home mom. And so there I was, you know, seven months pregnant with two boys who wouldn't sleep um, at all. So for a while, they would nap in their packing plays so that they would be contained um, and that worked out, but then they learned how to climb out of the pack and plays pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, it was like if I laid down with them in the in the middle, then maybe a nap would happen. So what we actually did, though, was we um, we had so many issues with their toddler beds. Um, they actually, for one whole week, slept on the floor right next to each other, naps in bedtime. Um, so we, we just said forget it with the toddler beds, and we actually bought um, – a king size bed. It's from Ikea. It's a, a, a twin that converts to a king, like a trundle kind of. Um, and we just put that in their room and took everything else out so that I could lay in the middle with one on either side of me. Um, and they slept better together. Um, nighttime was an, an, a nightmare for a while. I would have to lay in there with them until they would go to sleep. But it was really just age related. They were too little to, to kind of get it that they needed to stay and they they still needed me. And I'm sure, you know, knowing the baby sister was coming didn't help but um right after she was born we moved and we we tried their own beds again and I don't know if it was like age or they felt like big brothers but something just clicked and and we haven't had any issues since they each go to their own bed and they stay in their own bed and and that's that bedtime is much easier Um, they don't (laughs) nap at all but that bedtime is easy (laughs) so definitely I I mean I think it's just disruptive for for nap time so I think parents just need to mentally prepare themselves that Whatever routine, you know, we've got going, it's probably not going to happen for yeah, a little while. Just know while. it's going to suck for a while. <laughs> if, you, if you know that uh, for a few weeks they're not going to sleep and if they're in there playing and they're quiet and they're not hurting each other. Right. Then, you know, that's that's can, can be restful for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what kinds of beds and gear worked best for their twins. Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with our twin parents about transitioning from a crib to a bed. Um, so I think, Shelly, you kind of touched on it. Um, you know, we're talking about the different kinds of beds. I mean, I know we talk about toddler beds, but that's not always the, the go-to. There are other choices. Yeah, our, our cribs, you just took the side off of them, right? So they turned into little beds. And, and honestly, if it had been just one of them, that would have worked great. I mean, it probably would still be working great because they're low to the ground. If they fall out, it's not a very fall. It's like six inches um so no issues there but 
But like I said, we would end up with two boys in one bed or both of them on the floor because they wanted to sleep right next to each other but didn't have enough room. So, um, yeah, the, the bed we got, it's, um, it's like a single that pulls out into a, a double and it was plenty of room for both of them. And I think knowing that they could be next to each other or apart um, helped with that like transition. Plus, it meant that my husband or I could lay down with them comfortably um, in the middle until they fell asleep or until they calmed down. And so it, it was really good for the transition. And then um, my baby, Eliza, was born when they were 25 months. They had just turned two. And then we we moved right around when they were two and a half. And we decided, okay, let's put, let's get them their own beds. And we put them each on a mattress on the floor to start off with. Um, and it worked really well. And then um, we built their beds up a couple months ago and it's been fine. So I think just like in terms of bed or gear, um, try what you have. And if that doesn't work, look for something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. No, I think that's a great point too. I just, you know, and, and we don't always have to go out and buy everything new because, you know, you, you don't know if it's going to be working. I know, um, you know, again, I, I got a lot of my stuff from the twins club for other, from other twin moms who are, you know, their kids are making, you know, the transition to big bed. So, but, well, you know, we'll try it out. And we went with just kind of the, the traditional toddler beds that kind of had the little rails on the side and the, you know, and the toddler beds are, the same size as a crib so we could continue using the same you know crib mattresses and right. the you know bedding and that sort yeah, of thing we, we had these super cute pottery barn cribs mm-hmm. that we just loved but we didn't buy the conversion kit at the same time so when it was time to convert we went to pottery barn and they said oh we have a new manufacturer for the crib and they don't line up properly oh, so you'd no. have to buy a whole new one <laughs> oh, so we were just devastated because we like had saved for so long to buy those awesome cribs so then we ended up <laughs> selling those and then buying like these little beds with the with the little rails just yeah. from target.com i think yeah and uh they're super cheap but they look they're they look cute and and they the, the mattress fits and, oh yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh so that was our crib gear we we just we had to sell the crib and then get the actual toddler bed because they're sharing a room and so they yeah. we don't have enough space in that room for Oh, for all their stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, you you know, you raise a good point, too. Um, You know, sometimes when I think a lot of new parents are shopping for cribs, you know, in, in anticipating their baby's arrival. And you there's just so many different choices. And you like there's these cribs. There's the three in one and the four in one. And it can convert. I still don't know the difference between a three in one and four in one. I've been online like a million times. Going, what is this extra step? It's so confusing. Well, it's, it's fun because I know our cribs. Um, So you can you can have the traditional crib with. With, you know it's got all four little you know walls so to speak and then you could convert and essentially take the front of it off so that's what we did when they were let's just say you know 14 months old we took the front of them off and so they could crawl in and out um and then i think I, i'm just trying to remember i know it can convert to a um a full-size bed so we've actually held like the on- headboard the headboard, right? yes, the headboard, and I think that you can use the foot footboard. Or oh yeah, yeah. And so we we've we've held on to our cribs, although they have little you know beaver you know teeth marks all across <laughs> the edge of it. Oh my gosh, I yeah, that <laughs> happened with my firstborn too. Oh my gosh, it's like a little termite. Yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking probably at the time when they would have the big beds, it's probably not worth it. So, um, but I mean, kind of you know to your point, Garrett, I think you know a lot of times you you're spending like hundreds of dollars on these really fancy. Cribs cribs with these ideas that you're going to have it for years and years to come and the reality is you probably don't use it that long yeah yeah that was a bummer <laughs> yeah, i've heard that i've heard that from everybody um i 
I want to say in my mom group, at least half of the people couldn't find the conversion kit or the conversion kit that they had bought was missing a piece and then they didn't make the piece anymore. Um, I've also heard the, the, the crib chewing Two moms had those really fancy, expensive cribs, but their kids just gnawed it so much. It, it was like, you're not going to use that for a seven-year-old. Um, so, I mean, especially with two kids, I think my advice is cheapest cribs possible um, because you don't know how the transition's going to go with twins. You know, we bought the IKEA cribs, and thank goodness we didn't spend more because toddler beds were an epic fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, no, we kind of touched on the idea of sort of, um, you know, setting rules and, you know, like the idea of staying in bed. Now, did you guys have any sort of incentives as well? Sort of like, you know, hey, if you stay in bed, you might, you know, get something or, or I don't know, alternatively, you know, would they get punished or, you know, was there any sort of discipline? You know, for, for us, it was we would go in and do the routine once. So we would go in um, for nap and for nighttime, it's the same routine. We um, go in, we sing, a, we read a book. We each pick a book, and so that that's their special thing that they get to pick. And then we'll read that. Then we sing a song, and it's the same song each time. And we say, okay, it's time to get into the bed. And then they go off into their bed and they bring their blankets. And so we tuck them in, and uh, we just say night night, and then we walk out. And so this when we first did it, they were like looking around and they said, oh, wow, we can get out. So then we're going back and forth. So then we gave them some time. I would go in, get them and lay them back down. And I would say, hey, it's night, night time. You're going to be staying in here. And then they would just shake their head. But then, in the, you know, in the back of their in their little <laughs> gleaming eyes, you know, they're going to get out. And uh, you just we just were would do that over and over. And then, no, you know, after two and a half hours, whenever their normal nap time was, it was okay. You know, it's, it's, we're done. And then, uh, you know, over time now, it's kind of gotten to a point where they are staying in there. And we never um, incentivize them to stay. But uh, there were times where we would take the blanket away. Like, well, if you're not going to be sleeping, then you don't get the blanket. And then they would be freaking out about their blanket. <laughs> and then, you know, we would give it back to them if they laid in their crib. So, I guess that was kind of a reward punishment yeah. reverse. We had the problem where they were like making up all of these excuses and they wanted me to lay in there with them and they wanted me to sing 25 songs and read all of the books and, and they'll just scream until I come back. Um, and so what we did with that is we did kind of like a gradual, I would do our bedtime routine and then I would tell them, okay, I need to go check on baby sister now. You have to stay in your bed. Um, and then we actually, I turned the, the doorknob around, so there's a lock on the outside of their door. Um, I only lock it when they're awake for safety concerns. I would never lock it overnight when they were sleeping. But it would just, that way I could see if they were headed for the door. It would give me enough time to go preempt them before they got all the way into the living room. Um, so that made a huge difference. And so I would say, okay, I'm going to go check on your baby sister. I'll be right back. And then I would come right back. And then I would make up another task that took longer. Like, okay, now I have to shower, but I'll come back and check on you. And just gradually, like, making up these tasks that took longer and longer. And once they realized that I was coming back to check on them, um, a lot of times they would just fall asleep while they were waiting for me. So that turned out to be really successful. And then we were having them waking up really, really early in the morning and coming in and waking us up or going in and waking their sister up. So that's when we went to the alarm clock and, and they're not allowed out of bed until it turns green. If they need something, they can ask for it because we still have a monitor. So if they wet the bed or if they're, they have to pee or they're hungry or whatever, oh, 
they can ask and I'll go in. But, but for the most part, they're from bedtime till morning, they stay in their own bed. Um, and it's really cute. They'll even ask each other, like, if they want to sleep in the same bed, Grayson will ask, like, Sawyer, can I sleep in your bed tonight? And Sawyer will be like, oh, sure. And then, <laughs> like, I'll see them on the monitor, like, passed out in the same bed. So, Aww. Yeah. I must be mean because I, I keep the door closed. And especially the, those first couple weeks, uh, I just you just know it's going to be hard. And so we also did the same thing. We t- flipped the lock. Yeah to put the lock as they know how to get out and they we would see their little fingers coming out from under the doors we have like, <laughs> pictures of them just going and they mommy mommy they can hear us out there talking and uh, we would just increase the time from you know we would go in after one minute and then we would go in after two minutes put them back in it's night night time go in after four minutes and we keep increasing it and then eventually they would just kind of pass out right there by the door we'd have to go around to the other door because there's two doors in this in this room and uh and so now, you know, we will find one sleeping by the door and one in the in their bed, or they'll be in the middle of, of the room, and then we just kind of move them back in. But um, you just got to know it's going to be hard the, yeah. those first few weeks and the month. So, Naps are going to be messed up. And <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of timing, um, so, I mean, how long would you say it kind of took you to feel like, okay, they're they're doing it successfully i mean so a month or two weeks it's been about it's been about a month since we changed them yeah Yeah, and they're doing fine with it um and you start to see their little patterns like Mm -hmm. uh their older sister goes to uh school tuesday thursday and we have to pick her up at two and so their nap is usually around 11 to 12 or kind of like right after lunch and then they'll they'll sleep for three hours if we let them if once they fall asleep So we, we were having to wake them up to go to get her from school. So we, now I've been keeping them up. When we get back from picking picking her up, one will be asleep. I'll put her in. The other one wants a little snack. And then I say, okay, after a snack, it's time to go in for your nap. And so she's just like, okay. And we go and put her in. And the other one's asleep. If one's already asleep, it, it makes it even better because then, you know, they're not talking back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been about a month, but they're they're killing it. But now. it's manageable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. one month. I, I think we're we're probably about the same somewhere. You know, between two two weeks to a month. So it's 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 not that bad. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep my twins in their crib as long as I can. They have shown no signs of wanting to get out, and they you know they've got their little babble they do with each other in the morning. So I mean, they're definitely developing their own little routines, but it's nothing. You know, I'm sure once one I know, does it. I miss it. the crib so bad. <laughs> you could just go in and just put them in and have like it be right like, down. they would be standing there looking and then finally fall asleep yes. and slump over. Yeah. I really think like barring them climbing out or you need the crib for another baby or, you know, like, like it was becoming physically uncomfortable for me to lift them up and keep them in there as long as you can. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it was a really rough transition for us because they really just weren't ready to be, to have that much freedom at that age. Um, like it just, if we had trained, I, I think it would have been a lot more successful if we had transitioned them closer to two, but with a baby that was, that was due three weeks after their second birthday, that just didn't seem like it would have been realistic for any of us. Well, we're going to wrap up and I just want to say, hey, thank you to everyone here um, for joining us today. Be sure to visit our episode page on our website for some additional resources on this topic. Now, this conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. After the show, our twin parents are going to talk about how they decided that they were ready for the transition and how parents can prepare themselves. For more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website newmommymedia.com. 
Hey, Twin Talks. It's time for a special segment on the show we like to call Special Twin Moments. And we found today's story actually over on the Facebook page for Multiples of America. If you guys haven't joined that Facebook page, please do. It's a great way to connect with other parents of twins and multiples. A lot of great stories are shared on that Facebook page. And this one comes from Amanda of Tennessee. And she writes, there are so many. However, the first moment made me realize how special twins are. Connor and Carson had an unequal share of the placenta, and it had actually failed, which they didn't find out until delivery. Carson ended up going to the NICU immediately after delivery and staying 11 days due to blood sugar dips and jaundice primarily. On day nine, it occurred to me that seeing his identical twin, Connor, might help him. I begged the hospital to let me take Connor in, and they agreed. When I got there, I took Carson out from under the lights and wrapped both he and Connor in a blanket together so they were touching. I just held them like that for at least an hour. From that moment on, Carson's blood sugar stabilized, his billy levels went down to normal, and the jumps in his heart rate stopped. They called us the next day to let us know that they would be releasing him the following morning. I will always remember being in awe of the fact that it was obvious all Carson had needed was to be with his brother. They'll be two years old tomorrow and are still completely inseparable. Oh, I just love this story. Did anyone else get chills? I totally got chills with this. So Amanda, thank you so much for writing this in. It's such a great story. If you guys have a special twin moment you want to share with all of our listeners, you can call our voicemail at 619-866-4775 and leave us a message and we'll include your story on a future episode. Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies, and Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.